are back, baby. Yeah, it's Splash yes, Trash Meh Season 3, yeah. Episode 1. Wow, we just wrapped our 100th episode. Now, Congratulations. Thank you very much. Yeah, big deal, big deal, big stuff. But now we go to our regularly scheduled program of Splash Trash Yeah. So welcome to our G-Splash Review Show. I'm your host, Bradley Baxter. Tonight's co-host is my lovely friend, Katie. Hello. She's back on the show. Everybody. I am. And this is episode number 51 of Splash Trash Mia. And today we're talking all about the most hyped movie of 2019, Joker. Can't see it, but I'm dancing. <laughs> One can only imagine. Uh, if you're new oh, to I this, wish I had the moves, but he does. If you're new to the show, this uh, our rating system is very simple. It's Splash if it's dope. Trash if it sucks. Shit, 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 shit is straight garbage. And man, if you maybe want to keep the guap in your pocket and not in the movie theater concessions. I don't know. <laughs> yes. But without further ado, let's get into it because this is going to be one of those conversations. So, yeah. A lot of jelly in this donut. Yeah, as I as always we say. say around here. Uh, so let's just get into the Joker, Katie. You saw it Sunday. I did. We I went did. out and saw it Thursday, and everyone's talking about this movie so far. Right now, it's got a 69 certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes with a 90% audience score. I usually, I was wondering, and I wanted to look this up, but I feel like this is one of the lowest certified fresh movies i would agree i like usually it's like an 80 maybe a 79 at the least but i don't think i've ever seen and it it did go up since the last time i checked it was at 68 for a minute but i was i wanted to find like the lowest uh certified fresh scored movies but i couldn't find that list anyway the joker centers around the iconic arch nemesis of you know who batman but this standalone story is uh, a completely different one and it was directed by Todd Phillips and his exploration of Arthur Fleck, who is in, being portrayed by Walking Phoenix. And he's a man struggling to find his way in Gotham's fractured society. A clown for hire by day aspires to be a stand-up comic by night, but finds the Joker, or excuse me, but finds the joke always seems to be on him. Caught in a clinic, uh, a cynical existence between apathy and cruelty, Arthur makes one bad decision that brings about a chain uh, a reaction of escalating events in this gritty character study. That's the Joker. It hit $93.5 million. <laughs> set, set a record. Beat out Venom. Biggest October opening of all time. Yep, yep. Not to say that that's much, because not a lot of stuff comes out in October, but sure, why not? Katie, tell us what you thought of this movie. This is the best movie of the year. Maybe one of the best movies ever made, in my not so humble opinion. You calling it a splash? I'm calling it a, a tsunami, the ultimate splash. Well, tell us what, why you think it's the best movie of the year. Oh, where do I, where do I even begin? Everything in this film is what I love in movies, and so it was amazing social commentary combined with a really tormented character where I feel like the Joker is not a villain at all. 
which I know is, I think when you see this film, you either look at it and think, oh my gosh, this guy, I like, I feel bad for him. He's so messed up. He's so awful. Or you think, yep, I can really relate to that. I am the Joker. So it gave me a lot of relatability, which I like with the character. And then it also combined an amazing soundtrack. Those are some of the, my favorite parts of film. And for somebody who is so, I mean, Brad, you know this, so sensitive. I can't even watch nature shows. I really love a violent movie. And this was violent and dark and really made you question who you are and what you would do in similar circumstances. And really made you question what what is a villain? Is he really a villain? Did the system fail him? Is he actually a hero for standing up to the people who are bullying him or perhaps putting his city in jeopardy? I don't know. I don't know. Left me with a lot of questions, but I absolutely loved every single moment of this film. It was perfect. So you gave it a splash. Splash. Absolutely. That's movie of the year. <clears throat> Dope. Um, I thought I knew where to start with this, but I, I definitely don't. So I'm just going to come out right and say it like, this movie is trash. Shit is straight garbage. Super trash. On so many different levels. Oh my. Yeah. yeah what? Stop the presses. Yeah. This movie was trash. And it's getting praised. And everyone loves it, which is fine. Uh, it is overhyped for sure. This character or, or this movie itself couldn't be more non-depicting of, of the, the Joker character. So many things wrong with this movie. Like My only devil's advocate uh, argument would be that this movie, this movie was, wasn't, called the, wasn't called Joker and about the comic book character or Batman or any of those characters. This movie's good. However, completely falls short of everything. The movie was one shot very similar. It looks just like a Martin Scorsese uh, homage film. It shot very much very the same of all his movies. Um, I found Joaquin Phoenix, though he's a good actor at some parts, and there were some parts that I actually really liked. I thought he did really well, but there were other parts where I thought it was absolute trash. Absolute trash. Mm. Now, I, I saw the movie with six, uh, five other people. We all came out of the movie thinking the exact same thing for the most part. But we were all, uh, we were all very, very disappointed. And this movie, which is actually funny because I was thinking about this. And I think we'll, we'll, just, we'll just go into spoilers at this point. So if you haven't seen the movie, stop here and come back after you see it and let us know what you thought. One of the... Funniest things, and as soon as you called me, as soon as or text me, and we started talking about it, I, I was like, "This is interesting," because I felt one of the biggest complaints about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was the first two acts were super slow, and the payoff wasn't for people that didn't like it. They felt the payoff wasn't worth it. But these, if you look at these movies, they're identical in the sense of taking some story that's already in place and twisting it. Both are very slow to the third act. Um, but I I feel like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is a way better movie. No. And I don't think this is movie of the year. I don't think that Joaquin Phoenix is going to win an Oscar for this role. Uh, oh, I hope he does. 
there's nothing in this movie that is remotely close. It it's it kind of follows the storyline of the laughing joke, but this Joker, his this portrayal of the Joker is just a whiny dude with <gasps> no clever, no cleverness, like no witty oh my gosh, it's or so brilliant. It was not brilliant at all. At, at you, all. so you're upset with this film because it wasn't canon. That's why you think it's trash. No, not that it, not necessarily that it's not canon. It's just not a portrayal of like what the Joker is. According like to said, the comics. A, no, just in, in any in any depiction of the Joker. In the comics. No, in any or previous in, film. In, in anything. Yeah, in anything. The Joker's not a whiny dude. Like he's creative in the way of his villainy. Villainy. I don't even know if that's a word. I just made it up, but it sounded good. Villainy. We've gone through over this before. It's a villainy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He's not like especially that end scene. When he's on the talk show, there's so many and there's so many things that don't make sense in the movie itself. The biggest one what for me. What doesn't make sense? The biggest one for me is who's filming this stand up open mic night? And why did it and then why did it get to a late night talk show so quickly? Because that, that's the it's 1981. Of, it was 1981 but like that. But it's it is. But it isn't. What do you mean it isn't? Like nowhere does it say this is 1981. No, there's definitely clues, and it's been pointed out that it is 1981. Okay, fine. You don't like that it was being filmed. Well, like, Which I feel like is... Well, then, like, because, like, the camcorder didn't even become available, I believe, until, like, 1983. So you had to have but... some legit equipment and then get it over to the show with, for Robert De Niro to make fun of, like... I don't know. I feel like when you're in, like, acting class or doing routines or... Anything like that, having it filmed is a pretty normal part of process. But not and that isn't open to say mic. that's a that's some that isn't to say though that like this whatever the play popos or whatever it's called bobos isn't like I don't know Second City in Chicago where there's a direct line from one place like that you know like an entity like that to SNL to nbc to late night just like it was that isn't to say that it's out it's it's impossible because it's not i mean you didn't even see a camera in the audience okay (laughs) that was that's one thing and the other thing is i mean a bunch of other things is like the fact that a bunch of actors were very well underused zazie beats was a character that had no like no need to be in the movie at all. Yes, she did because it, it demonstrates what an unreliable narrator the Joker is. But then it also contradicts the whole film in the sense of you don't know what's real and what's not. Well, that's kind of so. This whole movie could be like point. A, not made up. I mean, it could be just all in his head. Maybe. That, that's, I mean, a, that's that's like again that's like a terrible films, that's like, a terrible that's a terrible depiction of the Joker. Because the Joker you knows want it to doing. be canon. It's That's not that I want it to be canon. I, to say if I wanted it to be in canon would be that I want it to tie to something else. I don't care if it's not t- if it's a, if it's a standalone film. It's a standalone film, but like. But you don't, don't like it because it doesn't it doesn't match up with the other portrayals of the Joker's or what the Joker is in the comics. No, I'm just like the, the, everybody knows like the what the Joker right. is, and this is. But where it. do they get that information from? 
from multiple previous things. films in like, the comics, d- novels. There's tons of different things. It's like it, it'd be like if it'd be like, yeah. There's definitely graphic novels. There's also actually full written novels. Right. So you're saying like okay, graphic novels, comics. It's like it's like portrayals. I'll say this. It's like someone were to make a standalone Voldemort film and like completely throw out everything out the window. Okay. And totally misrepresent the character. We've only gotten one perspective of, let's say, Voldemort and who he is and his lines in that. But like the idea that maybe villains aren't necessarily villains is a much more interesting take than, oh, here's here's the Joker playing his jokes. And he had to have been this version because this is what the comic said. And this is Jack Nicholson's portrayal. And this is him in the killing joke. So it has to line up with that. No way. You're missing my point. I see what you're trying. I know what you're trying to say, but there's source material that just didn't get pulled or used at all. You're saying that it has to be like other ones for it to make sense. I'm saying there needs to be a consistency in in the role. Yes. I I I don't think and I don't think that that's more with what movies can do. I don't think they have to be consistent at all. But again, like, had you taken had this been just a regular movie, it's fine. But then that doesn't make any sense if this was just a regular movie. If it's just about, about a guy who guy. about a guy who loses his shit and goes nuts, call it the maniac for all I care. But, but you, you can't you can't you can't make a, a comic book movie and not throw anything like and just slap it against the wall and hope it sticks. Like you have to have some kind of point of entry. And wouldn't the point of entry have been this guy in Gotham coming up against the city and the Waynes? And him slowly losing his mind and deciding to not only have this journey that he's on that we don't know how true it is, but somehow he becomes the hero of the people. Who's to say that the Joker ever was wanting to be who his minions and his accolades had him become? That's what's interesting is like the media decided that that murder on the subway was about killing the rich and a statement about that. No, it was just a dude who was like, these guys are being dicks and I have a gun and they're beating me up and I'm going to shoot them. It wasn't some large political statement, but the media took it that way and everyone ran with it. It happens all the time. So to move on from this part, because we could talk about this back and forth. We clearly obviously don't agree, which is fine. Not at all. The other the other half of it, too, I would say that this movie is definitely very slow and has moments where it looks like it's going to pick up and then doesn't. The payoff at the end is not even close. Like, oh my gosh, that was the best. His whining like, minutes. His gr- his whiningness on the show was like most annoying thing I've seen. But that's I don't think that that's whining. He's definitely whining. <laughs> He's like, you guys are all laughing at me and would have stepped all over me and like so now that's, you guys know who I am. True. That's, that's what he's it, saying is true. I'm not saying what he's, I'm not, I'm saying the way that it's being spoken and the way that it's presented is very whiny. Maybe not you don't to hang that, out with m- mentally ill people enough. That's, that's rich. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just saying like, that's like the truth of his perception, like him saying that like, this is how it feels and him going on that show and calling out not just the fact that Murray is telling him, you know, that whoever killed, you know, killing those guys, those are, you know, really great guys. And they were. I have a feeling that throwing French fries at the poor woman alone on the subway is the least of their egregious behavior. But for him to say that 
what he had done wasn't the right choice. It absolutely was the right choice. He should totally have shot those guys. Those guys were dicks. I don't think he was whining at all. At all. I think he was making a really serious statement, and I think people weren't comfortable with it. I mean, that's the other thing, too, about the sh- at, at the end of the movie is, like, he's dressed up as a cl- like a clown while there's this giant riot going on, and no one... Like, what's his name? Mark? Is it Mark? Mark, uh, Mark Marin, great actor, completely underused. He has like one scene that doesn't have any impact, except for the fact that he's like was right. Was like, there's no way we could put this guy on TV with the riot that's going on and clown makeup. And a lot of the dancing and stuff, I was just like, one or two times, a few times, like the stair song, like was cool. The song at first, I thought that scene was dope, and then the more I thought about it i was like you could have put any song there <laughs> and it would have worked like we saw a p- bunch of people trying to do that at comic-con like on these stairs and it was like nah <laughs> i thought i thought that the song was great i thought it was a perfect match to all the other music that they had put in the film like that a perfect was the, i would say I a perfect example a perfect example of like how the movie was constantly going up and down and like you thought something was going to happen and it just doesn't is that perfect that scene like he finally like it it gets good and like he gets ready to go to the show and he's doing the dance on the stairs he's got like all the confidence in the world he's feeling himself and then he gets to the bottom and the cops are like Arthur and he's like <gasps> and then like starts scampering away like <laughs> like a goddamn cartoon well yeah the cops are after him when you do the same still, thing knowing that you just he, he just, killed now at that point four people five why is he running if he could just kill them why would well, he just kill i don't them? think he could have just killed the cops and he wanted to go to that i mean he wanted to go to that appearance that whole that whole arc of him wanting to be accepted by this fellow comedian that he had looked up to his entire life of course he's gonna run away from the cops so he can try to get to the show i mean so i'm gonna get the, in a duel with them I mean, the, my point is, like, his whole demeanor changed. He went from being, like, super confident to, like. Yeah. I mean, that happens to me all the time. <laughs> my co- Like, my confidence doesn't, you know, like, I might have a time where I'm, like, really feeling myself and confident going out in the world. And then something happens and I'm back to square one again. I don't know. I just thought that was, like. I a, think that that's really relatable. It was a bad move of, like, like the roller coaster. It was like for no reason. That's why this is such a great intimate portrayal of of mental illness, perhaps, because that's what it's like when you're extremely mentally ill. That's that's exactly what it's like. And as someone who's dealt with mental illness and substance abuse, this was the best portrayal of how it is like. But I'm I'm like, I'm just in that same boat, like, and I don't think that I'm like, I have a completely different opinion. I, yeah, I mean, I, everyone's experience is different, but I think that this, I thought that this was a really accurate portrayal of the ups and downs on the roller coaster and the two steps forward, one step back, and the inability to make sane, rational decisions when one is unmedicated and needs to be. But I also don't know if the Joker needs to be medicated. I think, like, him unmedicated is his best version of himself, and I think all of those people, you know had wronged him deeply and that makes sense to me that he went to that place where he killed them 
as a movie itself, I found that there was like lots of plot holes as well. It's like that, for instance, when he's like arrested finally and he's in the back of the cop car and then he gets hit by the ambulance. How did they know he mm -hmm. was in that car? I mean, how do how do people know any of the things in any of the movies? You gave Sean Hobbs a splash, and that movie made no sense if we're talking about continuity and plot holes. Wait, what? You gave Sean Hobbs a splash, and that movie had nothing but plot holes. So but this that idea that like that movie's ridiculous, though. It's supposed to be that. Like, it's just a ridiculous movie. So that's why you throw like all logic out the window. They fucking pull up like a submarine. <laughs> right. This is supposed like, to be like a real gritty like. Everything's supposed to make sense kind of movie. No? I don't think everything has to make sense in this. At all. I mean, I don't, and I don't think that it's like that difficult to think, you know, in the chaos of what's happening, that this wasn't a happy accident. Like they're walking around the back of that car and they look in and they're like, holy shit, that's the guy that just killed Murray on television. The only thing that really makes this movie worthy of anything is the simple fact that they never depicted like this is being the actual joker clearly it's obviously not it can't be because the joker would be fucking 60 by the time there's a batman so right but doesn't i mean but which is also but then also that we saw this already in gotham the same storyline for the joker well and there are storylines where the joker does kill bruce's parents when he's a child so I don't know. Maybe I'm not, time. I'm not, I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about that. I'm saying by the time there's a Batman, Walking Phoenix would be like sixty. Well, if he's like ten in the film, Batman could be twenty. He could be ten years. He'd be forty. <laughs> and keep up with I mean, Batman, a, tw a twenty-year-old Batman. Like the idea that any of this has to be logical, I, I'm baffled that you think that things have to make sense, considering it's a film about superheroes and a villain in a made-up city that like suddenly like lot like everything has to make sense what do you mean it has to make sense like it's got to at least be like yeah of course it's got to make sense if it's gonna be a tale from comic books like a comic book movie like why why wouldn't it have to follow any, some, I mean, I, some of those nothing, rules nothing why that Todd Phillips why, has said is this is this is comic this is based on the comic books this is a cop like that's not so then why put thomas wayne in it why put batman in it why call it the joker because it's still about the joker it's just a different take and a different perspective on a different origin story you can make up an origin story about anyone at any time it doesn't mean that just because these movies and these films and this graphic novel said that this is how the joker came to be that like every film going forward for the rest of history has to tell that same story I'm not saying it has to take you. I'm, I'm fine telling new stories, but I'm saying, like, have some at least continuity. Why? Well, I don't think you need continuity if you're going to tell a whole new story and a whole new baby. This is how it went. On that note, that's going to do it for this episode of Splash Trash or Meh. Go see the Joker. Be your own judge. Have fun with it. I'm your host, Bradley Baxter. This is Katie. This is Splash Trash, man. We'll see you next week. Our friendship is over.